Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to the Horror Motel. As always, we are delighted to have you here. We're so excited to talk about this week's... Uh, well, we've, we've gone a little astray. We're not doing a movie. We're still in the genre of horror, but we've gone astray. Uh, but before we get into it, I'm not going to waste any more time. I want to bring to you my co-host, the one that I would not be able to do this without, the one that we, we have bonded over the love of these movies, and this TV show that we're going to do particularly, we bonded, uh, the one, the only, the enchantering, that's what I was going to say, the enchantering, the enchanting, the... Vigorous? I, I just got to stop. I got to stop trying to find fancy words. For it. The and, and amazing, the the everything bunny galore. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was amazing. Hey. I feel I feel blessed. I feel. Do you? <laughs> I feel blessed and touched, and in a good way. Um, <laughs> so yes, I'm very excited too. I we we kind of thought to do mix it up a little bit because it's it's mm-hmm. it's now August, it's summer holiday time. Uh, rather because not quite perhaps um, horror movie natural season, and we've done Jaws already, haven't we? So yes, we, have. uh, we thought we'd we segue slightly out of the genre and do. <laughs> Like mini series or or sort of the the standalone movie versions of TV shows, so uh, but it's very very exciting, uh, and also I I Alison, I do have a little plug because when this goes out, which should be uh, I think the tenth of August, uh, which yes. I think is next Thursday. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, no, this goes out on the um, the 8th of August. But okay. So you have plenty of time to sign up for uh, Miami Fox Streaming because I have a brand new series out which starts on the 11th of August. Uh, I got my dates wrong then. Uh, 11th of August um, with, with my favourite version of Dracula, which is the Frank Langella 1979 Dracula, which we must cover soon, actually, because it is my absolute favourite version of Dracula. And I don't think you get the romantic version in 1992 with Gary Olman if you didn't have the Frank Langella version in 79. So we'll have to we'll have to sort of touch base with that soon. Just for the John Williams score alone, I think, is worth doing. Absolutely. So, so plug it again. Plug it again so everyone knows yes. exactly. Because so, yes. you're about to start your series again. And I want them yes. all to know about it because... It's, the pictures it, look gorgeous. It's, it's, yes, doesn't it? It looks really cute, doesn't it? The, um, yes, considering yeah. we, we only shot it about when we were recording this about a week ago, and it was quite it's quite close to TX, but it's you know just me in a chair really. But we got uh, a lot of lovely photographs done in situ as well because normally you'd normally do photographs different to uh, time to filming just because of time yeah. really but because we were a bit like oh let's just have some fun and take some photographs and I really thought oh I'll, I'll maybe get one I wasn't taking the um, I wasn't filming it I wasn't you know wasn't wasn't in control look at me growing <laughs> 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 not, not in control what sorry what's that mean um so I was a bit like oh I'm just gonna leave it to the winds and let them do it and I'm sure yeah I trust them they kind of aware of what the brand is so it's like they'll be fine and they, the photographs for what I thought they were quite ad hoc photographs Photographs, uh, you know, a blessing the cameraman sort of just taking bits in between filming, and I was like, oh, this would just be cute just for me, and they've turned out really, really well. So it's really some lovely really images on, nice. on my Instagram. So yeah, so I've been doing the show for a long time. I've been hosting horror movies for a long time, and then I've been doing it as a show since 2015 uh, called Movie Nightmares, and it's moved around different channels on Sky quite a few times. And uh, just to move forward with that, because uh, I've been doing the same thing for quite a long time, they're going to get bored of me sooner or later. To that, that those guys channels. No. Uh, so I've gone onto Miami Fox Streaming, which is I think it's an app. It's a website. It's on the Roku device, which I love a Roku. I use watch all my TV for a Roku device, um, and 
it's one of those things where you can it's a bit like a little mini netflixy type of sh type of thing so you can you know it, it'll land on the 11th but it's not like when you're on t tv you know it's broadcast and they didn't have catch-up so it was like yes, unless you watch it on youtube you know you didn't really get to or in america sometimes you could see it um so at least with this now it's there and people can go to it whatever whatever they want to they can watch it at halloween they can watch it at christmas they can watch it on a, some other day if you wanted That's to watch it so <laughs> it's so exciting and it makes yeah. me so delighted that this is ongoing and you are just so perfect for it and i urge all of you to please go sign up take a look at it at the very least you gotta go follow bunny and look at the pictures because i'm telling you she is a beauty she's a beauty you're a beauty <laughs> thank you you're she's gorgeous not, not bad for 74 <laughs> come on so I'm really happy with it. You know, it's one of those really happy little... But it's happened so quickly that... Um, but just as good because we're coming up to Halloween fairly soon. Before we know it, the year's going to be skipping past, isn't it? And we'll be we'll be into Halloween. We'll have to plan some cute things for Horror Motel uh, around Halloween, I think. We'll, we'll have to think of some cute oh, stuff to fun. do. Mm. That would be our first... Would that be our first Halloween? Mm, is that our yes. first Halloween? It is, <gasps> yes, because we... We, we started broadcast of this in, say broadcast, is, it, is that a podcasting word? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Releasing this in January. We started shouting into the wind Shout in January. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great Hello! metaphor for my entire Does career. Does anyone want to hear about horror movies? Um, <laughs> that scene in Cabaret, the movie where Liz Minnelli screaming under a viaduct is very that sometimes. Um, <laughs> as the train goes past. Uh, oh God, yes. So January 2023, I think we, we met and we were talking about it in December, um, but yep. we didn't launch it until the big, we record, I think we must have recorded it in December 2022, but we went yep. live. Live? Yeah, we went live in, <laughs> in December 2023. Isn't that crazy? So this will be our first Halloween. Oh, how Ooh. amazing. God, time has flown with you. I was just thinking about mm. this the other day. What is it now? 27 episodes, 28 episodes or something like yeah, that we have? This is episode oh. 28, I think. I think. When you're talking about something you love, mm. the time just flies, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yes, we did beat up, didn't we, Alison? And for gentle listeners, we we met up in Soho and I took Alison to my favourite new, well, I don't think it's that new to everybody, new to me, uh, Italian restaurant, which is very New York, New, new York, I can't speak, New York uh, <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Um, I was salivating over the spaghetti there. That's why I was getting overexcited. Oh. Uh, it was super yummy, wasn't it? We had a great time. It felt very, yeah. we felt like we were it was holiday. the best bolognese. Mm. It did. It did feel like we were on holiday. Mm. It was. Uh, it was wonderful. We had a. We had a lovely time. Yes. We um. Did. Yeah. 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 Uh, and how has your week been, my love? Uh, other than it's getting good. ready for the the release. Ready of, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw my Instagram as well. I, as we're recording this, I managed to fall asleep with the window open, not last night, the night before, and got spider bites <gasps> in my hands. And I'm still oh, waiting. God. I think they're spider bites. I'm, I'm, for comedy value, for the for the comedy stories, I'm saying it's spider bites. And I'm still waiting for my superpowers to kick in. So far, nothing yet. I do not seem to be able to climb walls or I um, don't seem to be irresistible to blonde, floppy-haired guys. Oh, oh, pesky. <laughs> the wrong spider again. So, yeah, that was... Oh, honey. <laughs> I was scared because I was like, how do you know something's a spider bite? How do you? But I'm glad to know that you don't I, actually I think it's because it's a bit different know. to any other bites I've had, like normal horsefly or, you know, 
yeah. whatever bites. This seems to be a little bit different looking. Uh, it's like a raised pimple, so it's like, mm, that looks a bit different. And it was really swollen. I had to take mm. some antihistamine. Ooh. I put cream on it, didn't yeah. be doing it, and actually took an antihistamine last, and that was the only thing that calmed it down, which made me go like, uh, yeah, I've never had swelling and stuff like that before mm. with something, so it's weird, isn't it? It's that kind of weather. I think because it's been raining so much in the last few days, uh, wet July we yeah. had. That the insects are coming in, doors, if you sleep with the window open. They're scurrying. Open. They're scurrying yeah. for shelter. They're like, please. Yeah. And I, I swear I've just jinxed myself because I'm sure I said on this podcast the other day that, I, oh, I have not had any um, any bites on me. Or maybe I was just telling my friend <laughs> Sally, uh, Sally about this. And, <laughs> so when I saw on Saturday, I was like, yep, I jinxed myself completely. Uh, I've got, Shouldn't I was like, have said that out loud. Yeah, hamburger yeah. meat. Hamburger meat. So, yes. Oh, uh, so we've been trying to do meet up with friends kind of thing. We've had barbecues, but we've managed to avoid the rain over the weekend. Uh, so and then we've had, But then we've had a Sunday lunch dinner the next day and it was like biblical uh, storm outside. So we, could, we kind of had to stay indoors for the rest of the day because it was just like horrendous weather. Uh, mm-hmm. So yes. And I've got some Pride events coming up as well. I'm going to Brighton Pride this week. Well, when we're recording this, I'm going to Brighton Pride. And I've got, I'm, at Greenwich, I'm appearing at Greenwich Pride in a few weeks' time. So I'm a bit nervous about these events because i've got a feeling the weather's going to be really bad for a while annoying isn't it really annoying it is annoying it is what's even more annoying and i mean look to other listeners in other countries uh outside of the uk you may not find this all that intriguing so i'll Mm. keep it short but it's not even the weather it's the trains you got to worry about now are there going to be even be trains to get you to where you need to go like this is what's going on now Train strikes right now. Everyone mm. was heading off to Edinburgh. All the comedians, all these weird trains. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because this week it was, they weren't going to, and bless the train drivers, you shouldn't, and I stand behind you, they weren't going to work over hours. So they were only going to work there eight hours, and then all of them were like, no more, because every single one of them was being forced to work overtime. So, which led to a ton of train cancellations, which Uh, is, and this is the big week that all the comedians are heading up to Edinburgh. Of course, And many of them were like, Got to buy a plane ticket. Guess I'm flying to Edinburgh. Like last mm. minute, everyone. So it's not even it's not even the weather anymore. Now it's the trains that yeah. are really. But I'm sure by the time Pride comes around, it'll be fine. And, well, actually, this, this 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 weekend in Brighton, they the, it is hit by train strikes. Funny enough, because I'm going to have to drive, yeah. and I'm taking a, a. I'm not performing, but my my some of my friends are performing and. I'm taking one of them so they can get home okay afterwards. Otherwise, they'd be, they just wouldn't be able to get, well, wouldn't be able to get there, let them get home. So it's going to be yeah. a bit confronting. Yeah, it's going to be a bit annoying. But we'll see what happens uh, this weekend. Uh, as, and the weather as well. The so weather, weather and trains, it's going to be a bit horrendous. Are you going up to Edinburgh at all, Alison? Not this year. This year I'm taking no. a hiatus. And in fact, right. uh, it was only last year I went for like, what, 14 days? Mm. I, uh, look, I appreciate the Edinburgh Festival. I think it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. But I also have another perspective of the Edinburgh Festival. Mm. And it's uh, very expensive and costs mm. a lot of money to do. And, uh, you know, people who don't know, I mean, it's like 10 grand if you do it, like with PR, mm. with posters. with, And that is just... you you paying to do it so i i don't know the edinburgh festival some people some people love it some people i don't know i just uh, stay in one place for 30 days makes my feet itch as well everyone i gotta i'm a traveler i like to be doing my shows all over the place Mm. so 
you know, next year, next year, I think I'm going to go up again for half the run uh, with a yes. mate of mine, and we'll we'll do that together. But but this year, I'm just taking it easy. So to all the comedians out in the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, have a wonderful run. Please yes. remember there's a world outside of Edinburgh. Please remember that reviewers don't know shit. Uh, and please know that you are wonderful and talented and gifted, and you're all going to have, you're wonderful. So just remember that, everyone in the Edinburgh bubble. Um, it's got to be, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's true. Yeah. It's, true. it's a tricky I'm, world. I'm still it's recovering from, I did it once, 2008, did the whole run. I don't know why I did the full three and a half weeks. Uh, and I'm still recovering from 2008. <laughs> That's the joke I Madness. always do. Joke slash truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still recovering. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like going to battle. It's like you're you're in a war it when you're is. doing Edinburgh. And it speaking is. of wars, <laughs> ah, that was a lovely. That was a great segue. <laughs> speaking of wars, everyone, that leads Ooh. me right into the TV miniseries that we are going to talk about today. That I was so excited to talk about because look this this miniseries for me and and look there was more than the miniseries we'll go through all that there was but this miniseries for me I think I was at an age where I was very impressionable I was very young I saw this and it sparked my love slash fear of aliens Mm. uh it also made me want to be an alien leader. Ah, <laughs> yes. Because I admired this thing. Oh, my yeah. God. I wanted to be this woman. Yeah. So, the TV miniseries, I will not wait anymore. The TV miniseries that we are going to talk about today is uh, the one, the only V. That's right. V the miniseries, everyone. Now, there was V the final battle afterwards. Mm -hmm. Then there was V an actual longer TV series. Mm -hmm. V was around for quite some time. And looking back at it now, I forgot how... Like, because there was the miniseries, then there was the final battle, which which mm. is when I kind of started to get into it. But mm-hmm. I forgot about the whole long TV series. Mm. And honestly, it was like I refound a new love watching mm. this. Remember, you were like, oh, my God, I just started mm. watching and it's so great. Mm. And I, I think I'm going to be watching the whole thing again yeah, because it is too. a guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah. And it yeah. just is such a portal into a love of mine. Mm. Um, so for those of you who may not be familiar with V... First off, where the hell have you been? If you like horror and sci-fi, <laughs> this this was such a cult, and it's funny because it was on for a while, but it's more of a cult classic now. I find so. Yeah. Basically, the whole story was uh, aliens come to the planet. Fifty hovercrafts appear, like spaceships, big spaceships appear over Earth, and everyone's like, "Oh, what is this? What is this?" And then the visitors is what they're called. The visitors appear. Uh, and they take on a human form. Now, in the first miniseries, when they speak, which I thought was interesting, they had kind of a um, double voice. So they did, yeah. like, when they spoke. Yeah. I'd forgotten. I'd a... totally forgotten about that. I think Well, that gets... they didn't maintain that no. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. It was only the miniseries. I think the final battle, they keep that as well. But they had to stop it because, A, it was a little expensive. And, B, it was, um, they just found they it's said been, it was confusing. Sometimes listeners didn't like yeah. it um, because it was just kind of like an under. It was like a secondary voice, so it was kind of mm. like what? What would you describe it as? So like it, a robotic, it, yeah, kinda... it's, yeah, double layered. It comes across like a, 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 it sounds like it's supposed to be coming through a translator. I think that's, yes. that's how I think about it. But they never they never <laughs> mention that. But it sounds like it should be like a you know they've they've got a translator unit on their chest and it's coming through that. So it sounds. 
like there's a slight delay on it. There's double, it's double layers and there's a slight delay on the double layer. Um, I, th- I think yeah. it's a cute idea, but I think it probably, because I don't remember it from the series. I can't remember if it's in the final battle. I've not rewatched that yet, but I think I've got a pretty, I'm pretty sure it gets cut straight away. I think after yeah. this, yeah. I don't think it lasts after this. But it's an interesting no, it idea it, because the idea is that the aliens like look it. like us and therefore yeah. how would you make them look a little feel a little bit different and that's yeah, how they've to done distinguish it. Because yeah. that's exactly it. They completely, they replicate us. They sound like us. They look like us. They, they learn all the languages mm. on Earth so they can, you know. So they, and basically V, the initial V was a series... It was the literal retelling. And I mean, looking back at it now as Mm. an adult, you're like, wow. Wow, It is the literal retelling of the Nazi takeover of the various countries Mm -hmm. and the resistance movement against them. Yeah. And if you look at at the characters, so all, all all the aliens, the visitors, wear a red kind of jumpsuit. And even the symbol that mm. is on the jumpsuit is a um, altered swastika, basically. Yeah. So this was written in a time to basically be like, to reteach us again. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we have to learn these bloody lessons? And yeah. I mean, the world could take a note right now. It's interesting when you look at what V was uh, and what V is now, you're like, mm. wow, this is yeah. literally addressing a lot of the issues that are still going on. But it was... Um, I think it was a little overlooked, too, because of the popularity of Star Wars and other science fiction hits that I think some people were a little apprehensive about falling in love with V as much Mm. as they should, uh, because it it really is. And just to see the way humans come together. What I loved about Mm. this story, too, is, is the resistance and how they slowly form. And because I forgot that I remember some of the key characters um, and then over time, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, the resi- it took a long time for the resistance to form." So these yeah. are the humans that wanted to, to fight, you know, the visitors, yeah. which they are called. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting when I look back on that because I was like, "Oh my God, that is exactly it was fascism. It is the, yeah. the fighting of more than fascism. I thought, more than I remember it being. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. not it's not a subtle subtle an allegory at all. It's quite a full on." Um, it's like here, yeah. really, yeah. really quite obvious. It's interesting to think that when I was watching it, so I'm, I was supposed to be a very, I saw it on broadcast, and I don't yeah. know what it. Obviously, I guess you would have seen this in Canada, Alison, rather than he, you weren't here at that point, were you? Yes, I saw it in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I have well, so here, weirdly here, it was massive. It was. It was. I, it? I've been trying to research the ratings because it had the most insane overnight ratings. It was one of those massive game changer miniseries. I think the. I think at, at that point in England, we you know we we'd fallen in love with Dynasty in Dallas, so we were into the American yeah. and Falcon Crest and stuff like that. So we we did love the American shows, and then this uh, fashion for miniseries started happening. I would say around this point. And I've yeah. got a feeling this was kind of the first big one. You did have ones that Joan Collins from Dynasty would do, like Sins and, uh, oh gosh, she did quite a few uh, big ones. Usually they're book retellings, like Mistral's Daughter, as well as another one that Stephanie Powers did, I think. Um, and so the big, big, quite glamorous romantic ones. This yeah. was broadcast, I think it was over a weekend, so maybe a bank holiday weekend. So I think it might have been the Saturday and the Sunday or the Saturday and Monday, say. And yeah, the because the miniseries was only three three episodes, right? It was three. Was it three episodes? I think, yeah, I think or two. The, or... It's two. I've watched it in two two one and a half. I've got a feeling in the UK it might have been three one hours. Yeah, 
Yeah, I feel I, like I, it was. I feel I have a feeling. Um, it the ratings were massive, absolutely massive, and it was it was such a. I think because the effects of sci-fi at that time, uh, we were in the Ugh. throes of Empire Strikes Back, and you know, uh, it didn't stand. You know, British sci-fi. Bless, I love Doctor Who dearly, but it couldn't stand up to these American imports, and uh, and it was it was it absolutely a rating smash in the UK. So it had a yeah. big big cultural thing, and then other things came later, like the 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 nuclear war ones, the uh, the day after tomorrow. Um, the day after, sorry, not the day after tomorrow. That's a movie, isn't it? The day after, and the, <laughs> and the UK version Threads, which is still terrifying. So the fact now you've got that new version of Twitter called Threads. I'm sorry, all I can think about is this horrific BBC nuclear uh, drama called Threads. Um, look it up; it's absolutely, absolutely traumatizing. Still traumatized by it. But V was huge, huge at the time. I, but looking at the time, the, the early '80s, there was a lot of Nazi themes in TV shows because it was yeah. suddenly 40 years since the war. And then I think people would become aware that another generation and a half or two generations had come along that probably didn't really remember, didn't remember, yeah. or unless you wanted to watch war films. And I think war films, but it kind of would, you know, and at that point, everything was in color. So, uh, you know, all the all the war stuff, it, newsreel stuff was black and white. So I think it's a yeah. very interesting way to make um, make a new generation, my generation, aware of what was happening. I don't think I got it at the time, but not any more than the Daleks no. in Doctor Who from the, in the 60s and 70s are very thinly veiled Nazi allegories. Nazi, so, yeah. it, so it's, um, particularly in, this, in the uh, Tom Baker story, Genesis of the Daleks, where you've got the, the you have the, the birth of the Daleks. That's full on Nazi uniform and the Daleks, you know, that's you know full on black stormtrooper outfits. But, um, so it's interesting. I but I I loved I loved the original miniseries of V. I loved the final battle, yeah. and I loved the the TV series. TV More, series. It got camper as it went along, as Diana, the head of the um, uh, of the aliens, visitors. Her, her yeah. hair got her, visitors. That's right. Her hair got bigger. Yeah. So by the time you get to oh. the, she has quite long. She's got a hairpiece on. I think long straight hairpiece on in the final battle, and then when she goes to the TV series, it's full Joan Collins backcombed oh. boofy hair and it's amazing and I, and she was given a sidekick blonde a bit like Alexis and blonde. a crystal so I was obsessed with that you know yeah. 50, 50 year old was... gay teenager yes of course I'm there for that completely yeah such a such a go- you know and it, so you have this gorgeous blonde and then you have Diana Let, let's yeah. talk about Diana for a minute mm. so the character of Diana, who was like, so basically Diana was closest alien to who they keep calling the leader. And in mm. fact, we never hear the name of the leader. No. The leader is only ever referred to as the leader. And I think that is done uh, simply so we can create our yes. own, yes. you know, who is the leader? What is the leader? Yeah. Um, so Diana is this like sexy brunette bombshell. So for mm. me, as a as a younger girl looking on the TV screen, yes, she was like a role model because everyone was a hot blonde back then. It was all about yes. blonde. Diana yeah. was the first mm. like sultry, sexy brunette yes. that I had ever seen on TV. Now, granted, yes, she was an alien. <laughs> yes, she was an alien. Don't get me wrong. But she had a lot of power within the yeah. aliens, you know, and she had the ability to, um, what was it, convert. So she was very good at, she, she yes. would like 
convert some of the, but the, the whole gist of the TV show was humans were so hard to convert because we have our own free will. Mm. We have our own thoughts. So mm. some humans she could convert, which were basically like the rich who wanted to just fall in and, you know, basically it was yeah. like the ones who were like, I've got it good. I'll sell out my neighbors. They, they were easy yeah. to convert. So she would use this conversion technique. Um, and it was so cool, the scene, I mean, the first time we find out that they're aliens is when the, oh. um, okay, well, wait, I'll stick with Diana and then we'll go into it when yeah. we find out that they're aliens. So, but Diana, so super hot, super amazing. Di the character Diana was ranked number five in TV Guide's list of the 25 greatest sci-fi legends. Oh, number well deserved. Five. Yeah. Yes, For well a deserved. series that like, mm. you know, didn't. I mean, yeah, it was around for a bit, but but not for as long as, you know, we thought. Diana, too, um, okay, all the things she was in. So her name is, uh, oh, why did I lose her first name? Badler. Meredith? Yes, Meredith Braxton. Okay. Braxton, okay. No, no, no. She played the character of Meredith Braxton in... Oh. Da, 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 Falcon Crest. Oh. So Diana, this character, um, I don't know why I'm blanking. If you can look up her first I, name, I should have I would written look it, it up down. Really pretty, yes. uh, Badlers. It's, it's... Um, so her first television role was Melinda Kramer on Jansen's on a day American daytime soap opera, uh, One Life to Live. Uh, primetime series Fantasy Island. She was on Fantasy Island, everyone, if you remember that. Oh, I've been uh, loving Falcon the new Crest. version of that. Um, uh, yeah, Jane, Murder, uh, She Wrote. Yep. Jane Badler. Jane, Jane Badler. Badler. As Diana. Uh, Reptide, Hotel, Murder, She Wrote. She yeah. she was in a ton of stuff, you know. So it's funny that you brought up Falcon Crest because she literally, it was like we had a soap opera star become the leader of the aliens. And it was it was fantastic. Yes. The costumes they put her in because she got to have style, right? She was yes. like the leader of the visitors. So her outfits were always a little bit different. They were always that red, but a little bit different. They always had something on it. Her hair was gorgeous. She was just, and she was the, the, the like, you could tell even all the aliens were attracted to her because yes. in, in the first series, yeah, uh, there's, you know, the young, one of the young hot aliens and, and he's like, maybe gonna have something going on with a human yeah. but she's like I want you for myself I look forward to perhaps future mating with you like it was so funny listening to it I was like that was fantastic um, so yeah I just wanted to go into Diana for a minute because yeah. I think that is for me what brought me in so much to V was that yes. character alone a woman in power yes that's the other thing too this is one of the first examples we had of a woman in power yes again it was the enemy yes she yeah. was leading aliens fully aware of that fact but we hadn't had too many, like, powerful female no. role models on TV. No. You know, especially if you weren't watching soap operas. I wasn't a soap opera yeah. girl, right? It wasn't my yeah. thing, and it was all about love. This was the first time I saw a yeah. powerful, hot, sexy brunette in charge of uh, uh, of an army, you know? Yeah. Um, so she really stood out to me. I absolutely, I just... I just loved, I loved Diana. Oh, I've I, me too. Diana. She's one of my yeah. biggest, biggest um, female, uh, well, uh, any villain in, in sci-fi, uh, <laughs> along with the Rani <laughs> and uh, Kate O'Mara in Doctor Who. And she, yeah, the, but Diane is literally um, one of those archetypes, I think because she does everything so deliciously. Uh, I don't know if it's oh, yeah. based on Joan Collins. I don't know if the casting of it was originally a guy character, maybe, and they changed it because of the success of Joan Collins as Alexis in Dynasty a couple of years beforehand. I would imagine 
it you know, it's not hard to jump to that conclusion that it's uh, to do with Jane yeah. Collins's casting, and good because it's amazing, amazing casting. I also want to talk about um, uh, it's a, uh, Faye Grant. She plays Juliet, the scientist, and I've forgotten yes. she's. And uh, so the two main heroes are Mark Singer as uh, as Mike and Faye Grant as Juliet, and they're the two the goodies. So uh, Mike's character is is quite square jawed and like quite all American, but he does yeah. it. And he's in, a reporter. He's a journalist. He's reporter. a journalist. But I have to say he yeah. does it, considering he is such a square jaw, you know, white male, straight male character. I think it kind of is, you know, done with quite a bit of charm and he's quite, he's a little bit flawed. So he, he is quite nicely yes. done, I think. But Julia, yep. I, I've forgotten how much, particularly in the original miniseries, how strong she is. And she remains strong for the entire show. She gets a little bit like lab coaty, I think, towards the end of the, the TV series. But yeah, so she's she's a scientist. I'm going to put my hair up and wear a lab coat, and I'm a scientist. Uh, yeah. She gets a little bit sidelined, and perhaps. But I still think, in the original series, her she's got so much strength, which is yes. not the normal character to have in a in an '80s uh, sci-fi adventure. You know, she would normally be, you know, uh, not Dana, not Dana Andrews. Oh, that's that's a guy, isn't it? Um, the um, in Flash Gordon, the uh, the girlfriend in Flash Gordon type of uh, vibe, yeah. you would think. Yeah. Uh, it would happen to her. Um, but she's very strong. She's very intelligent. She stands her ground. She gets wounded. She kind of, I love at the end, she's kind of you know, literally with a handgun fighting, you know, shooting back at the shuttles that are attacking the, uh, yeah. the resistance base. And it's just, she's much pluckier and much more powerful than I remember her being. And I, I, I mean, I always loved her anyway, but now, yeah. I, was like, Ooh, I, now I remember why, because she was, you were fierce. Because I, I think this is where my love of strong women come from in the early 80s with Diana, with Alexis, with, with Crystal on Dynasty, with, you know, everybody, uh, everybody else in these, these shows. It was the first time women were allowed to be strong, still yeah. in a very glamorous way normally, which of course <laughs> they feel to me too. But um, I loved all that. Where, you know, all these series from like, Life and Loves of the She Devil, Dynasty, everything. I loved that early eighties vibe, which they they an older and and also not twenty two. You know, they're normally 30, 30, you know, 30s and 40s, which is really nice. Yeah. Even more nice to see now I'm the other side of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my and God. Is that a baby? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And most importantly, it has Alison's favorite actor in it as well. Oh, OK. Well, we'll talk about this. I mean, OK. So, yeah, my favorite actor. Also, this was the, the first big role for uh, Robert Englund, who plays uh, Willie, who is <laughs> a, he's an alien who, he was sent to the wrong place. So he was supposed to go, he was taught Arabic, he was supposed to go and be in a day, and then he gets sent to, to the, you know, mm. the States. And so it's, he plays kind of a goofy character because he doesn't speak English perfectly. So he's always saying things kind of wrong. And I think, that's done so well because we see his vulnerability and yeah. I think you know because he becomes one of the supporters of the humans mm. right so he becomes you know one of the human allies so he's one of the very few aliens um, and also I mean just what a great breakout role uh, yeah. I mean it was shortly after this that he got cast as Freddy Krueger uh, Nightmare yes. on Elm Street and I believe during the casting he or during the filming he actually had to go and start Nightmare on Elm Street and then come back and do because you know V kind of carried on the miniseries mm. and that so he was Freddy Krueger and then came back but like 
I think this is why I fell in love with Nightmare on Elm Street so much because Freddy was my favorite. I love Robert Eng- and I almost forgot that this is where I first saw him was on yes. V. The you know, um, he was young. His face always so. He's just such a cutie. Uh, and so yeah, we we meet Robert Englund, Willie, the the lovable alien for the first time. Um, he saves a human's life right away. Like in the first episode, a human gets uh, accidentally because they're all working uh, on this. You know, the, uh, they're mining. The, the aliens say the visitors say they're mining yes. for uh, minerals and elements that they need. That is not what's going on. They are reptilians and they want to eat people uh, and eat things. But they have to like you know. At first, they're like, no, we're just here to get some simple minerals. Um, and then we find out they get the minerals and they just throw the minerals away. Like this is just their way of introducing. So, so Willie is a part of this team. He comes in and, and very quickly we see flaws. We begin to see relationships with Willie and humans. Willie is such an integral part of this because, you know, there's so few humans and aliens that, that interact in, in, a, in a loving kind of peaceful manner that it's important. And I think Willie is the humanistic element of the aliens so we never forget that they you know they have feelings and it was just such a, a well done role as yeah. well he's he does it so well like he's just so vulnerable and sweet mm. he's not the freddy he, krueger he's not, he's the not freddy, freddy krueger in this I know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very uh, he's very sweet in this very uh, very adorable uh in this yeah. completely uh what i've just remembered and i was trying to look up really quickly while, while you were looking that up is i Randomly, I never knew this, but the the girl that played Robin in the show uh, wasn't who's... supposed to be that. Yes, Rob, did you know yes. she wasn't supposed to be Robin? No, Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and I. But oddly, uh, a few days after rewatching the miniseries last week, it popped up. But it popped up on like TikTok, and it was talking about the murder of an actress, young actress in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. and I've got a lot of true crime stuff that I watch, and um, and suddenly they went and. And I've actually forgotten the girl's name now, the original actress. Dominique Dunn. Thank you. Dominique, Dominique Dunn. Dominique Dunn. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to... She I, was I'd also say... from Poltergeist. Yes, That's from how Poltergeist. We know her. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I think it was to do... It was a, It was about a Poltergeist video, you know, and it kind of went into... They, she was in rehearsals for V, the series, to play Robin. And I was like... like the night before it was going to start yeah. recording. And, and, this and there's photographs of her on, uh, in, in only in rehearsals. Um, mm-hmm. I think now they have filmed no because they have filmed some of it because in some shots again you do wonder if this is urban legend sometimes that the some shots are like over the shoulder shots where it's actually her rather than the actual no, they kept her open. in they kept her in as an homage yeah. to remembering her so yeah. some of the shots you see her in the background so you that is a fact yes, yeah they yes. did that on purpose it, yeah that's yeah. nice because it is but i never knew that isn't it that's the wonders of the internet age compared to the 80s isn't we would never in the uk we wouldn't have heard of that you know whether yeah. in america such, people would be quite aware of it but not not over here it was such a small yeah so dominic dunn was supposed to play the role of robin maxwell mm. in in this uh, but uh, on the night before, uh, October 30th, Dominique and David Packer, her co-star, David Packer, they mm-hmm. were working on lines when uh, Dominique Dunn's ex-boyfriend, uh, a chef, John Sweeney, uh, arrived and they had a row and he killed her. Yeah. Um, she was murdered. She was murdered literally right before. And so they, ha- they brought in a new Robin, which... You know, she did an excellent job. Yes, I mean, yes, especially yes, yes. being brought in as the replacement of somebody yeah. who is, you know, uh, 
Um, so she did a great job. And Robin, I mean, that role is so integral as well. Yes, because yes. Robin later on becomes impregnated by one yeah. of the aliens because Diana tells the hot young alien yeah. she's like I want I want an experiment I, I need a medical experiment <laughs> and this is also when she's also propositioning the young alien yeah. to like hey I want you in my alien yeah. bed but before that I need you to go impregnate so then then we get uh, Robin who's pregnant and later on they give birth to the baby Elizabeth mm. why do I remember yes. that because Elizabeth was one of my favorite characters because she was a yeah. human and alien hybrid this yeah. is when we get into the TV series which yeah. is why I need to see it because I feel like these yeah. are old friends that I've missed yeah, with my same. life I'm like what same. Elizabeth yeah. yeah yeah. so we don't even touch on that in the miniseries but yes yeah, so Robin very integral role uh, but yeah shout out to, to everyone to remember Dominique Dunn who was supposed to be Robin yes. and it's just such a horrible horrible I, mean, so I was so shocked yeah. I, I couldn't believe I didn't know about it um, you know I'm, a, I'm a very aware of what happened on the Poltergeist set with the, you know, the other actor the blonde actress the young girl and yeah. so many other things you know that Twilight Zone accident and things like that I was really aware of but I was shocked that I didn't know this and probably just never connected the two and probably because it's not like she's in the show as it's not like she filmed episode yeah. one and two and then was you know then was killed it's like she, yeah. because they kind of don't really mention her it's kind of uh, but the, she's still there as a little easter egg obviously if you watch some yeah. of the shots yeah. um, they kept her in as much as mm. they could just because they were like you know uh, they didn't want to yeah. No, I yeah. think that's L- lovely. Let her go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This literally um, does have yep. such a big. Um, uh, this is just such a game changer. I think V is such a massive game changer. It said it sci-fi could be a big show on TV, and I think this is what leads to the revival of Star Trek: The Next Generation happening a few years later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it really. You know, sci-fi. That you know, the, I think at this point, Return of the Jedi was coming was out the cinema, so it was the end of the Star Wars uh, three films originally. And you kind of think cinema might, you know, you might be leaving sci-fi behind, but it just goes to show that it can be, if you use it intelligently, it it can be still very viable, particularly on TV. And it, and I think they realised what a broad audience it had. Um, Yes, to, yes. Which I think, because you'd think it's just going to appeal to a certain demographic. And I think it's uh-uh. now remembered as being just, you know, just a sci-fi show. But at the time, because I'm now re-watching it, it's right to be the, the Nazism uh, allegories, it's kind of like, well, that's why it spoke to such a big audience. And it was quite, quite, yep. a, particularly in the UK, particularly in the UK, yeah. it was absolutely huge. <laughs> Well, I would think so because you look the UK. I mean, uh, World War Two. I mean, look, America. Mm. We all know about the wars, but the UK mm. was a part. Yeah. Look, North America and Canada. We're over there. We, you know, we did our, our little bit of part, but it mm. wasn't. We weren't in it. Yeah. Uh, there are people living in the UK right now that can still remember and were a part of. So that's yeah. why I think it did speak so. And I mean, there's so many passionate scenes. The scene mm. with the family hiding the other family, <gasps> hiding the scientist really family. Really powerful stuff isn't it yeah they, so yeah. in this the the scientist if you haven't seen it listeners it's the the yeah. the, the, the the zoning in on scientists and kind of dis- discrediting scientists for like uh, instead of the jewish population that obviously happened in germany uh which is very because they obviously they don't want the scientists to find out that the the aliens are yeah. bad oh we haven't talked about the most famous scene have we the the 
the one that's I, by the way I do remember the day after the first episode on the front pages of newspapers front pages of newspapers the the ratings for V and the the photograph of the ship I think it was over like you know LA or something and it was I suppose it's to make you double think that it might be true but it was that's how yeah. big it that's how big it was it's front page news V in the UK but uh, everybody remembers it for this very very famous scene uh, and I think it's still it's 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 I think it's probably done by stop animation. I thought it was um, done in other ways, but I think it's stop animation. But it's still so burnt into people's memory of when you saw it first, like the the scene with the child scratching on the window, flying as a vampire in Salem's Lot. Uh, there's certain scenes in these shows that really <laughs> stick with you, um, and yeah. this is this is when it's revealed that. Um, they are alien aliens. Well, they are aliens, but they're not the humanoids we think they are because Diane picks up a gerbil, is it? I think it's a gerbil. I believe it's a gerbil. Yes, yeah, gerbil. In my head, it was a rat, in my, my memory of it, but it's a gerbil. And swallows it whole like a like a snake would do. And so the kind of, you Thanks. see it going down the throat and things. Uh, and it is disgusting and and makes you kind of scream, uh, scream, S- squirm, scream, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and kind of giggle at the same time because it's so disgusting. And that's why it's such a great horror moment. I think and that's why I would include oh. it in the horror motel because it is an iconic piece of television. That yeah. uh, do you remember how you f- seeing that for the first time? I, I certainly can myself. I- I absolutely do. I remember sitting mm. in my parents' basement watching that because that is the moment. So uh, yeah. Mike, uh, miss, you know, he sneaks onto the plane with his huge camera. I mean, that's the other thing. When you watch it nowadays, too, you're laughing because we've got <laughs> little phones and we could film everything. But back then, you know, it was the big 80s camera, like yeah. TV camera. And, he said, and you, you see the first alien guy. And I thought this was interesting. I think it's mm. interesting that they chose Diana, the hot yes bombshell one so we see the other they're discussing like how they're going to take over the earth and this and that and the one guy you see he takes out a mouse and you know he eats it but he turns around so you don't see it i don't remember that he turns around and you just see the tail yeah i remember that you just see the tail out of his mouth and you're like oh my god he ate a mouse oh my god they're it and then she goes over and takes like that's what's so monumental about it a bigger rodent like a guinea pig a big guinea pig and, and we full on see her, right? Open yeah. her jaw like a snake would. It opens up. And now don't get me wrong. If you go watching this and you're looking for effects that we have nowadays, no, no everyone. No, this was no. made many you know, years mm. ago, back in the 80s. It's 40 years ago. You now. have 40 to. 40 years. It, it's oh actually, my God. It's, actually, it's actually the 40th anniversary now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 83. I'm. Believable. Mm. So you suspend your disbelief mm. and just think of when you, if you saw that for the first time on TV, on TV. Yeah. Uh, and so she unlocked, like her mouth opens fully and she swallows that guinea pig hole, doesn't even chew it, just like swallows it like a snake would. And it just goes down. And like you said, you see the bulge in her throat and it goes down. And then she just continues talking on about what they're good. And you're like, holy crap. And that is the moment where we realize they are aliens uh you know because we don't we don't see the the reptilian for a while like they they do a good job of like they don't give away so that was i mean yeah for tv too iconic something to be shown like that was monumental you you know after a while you're aware that they've got contacts in so they have lizard eyes and then you see the first 
they're wearing human face masks, aren't they, over a lizard yeah. face. So occasionally you see the oh. mask rip and things like that, and you'll see the lizard underneath, which is really great fun. I think that was really... That's, oh, that's where you're getting more into the sci-fi sci-fi world. But I think it's... Um, I, which I, which we all remember, but for some reason I'd, I hadn't remembered how powerful it was the storytelling in the first miniseries and the rest of it is great great too but it's much more um serious i think in the in the original and i think the miniseries is true to like the 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 novel like the things that were written like it was establishing Mm. like this is you know um so I, I think the, the miniseries is very important to watch the first mm. one uh, before yes. you watch anything else. Um, yes. You could probably jump into the rest of it, but I really believe the miniseries, yes. what we're, you know, it's yeah. backbone. You need to watch that to understand mm. the characters and everything. Um, interesting facts about it. Let's see. So according to the New York Times, the miniseries reportedly cost, please keep in mind when this was filmed, Thirteen million dollars to make. Wow, that's huge. This is in like eighty three, eighties, eighty three. Thirteen million. Uh, The laser effects cost one thousand dollars each. Wow. So every time you saw boo boo those laser effects in the beginning, it was a grand per shot. Wow. in a massive media campaign in the States, uh, before the 1984, the miniseries was it, uh, posters were put up all over the States, like it was in the series saying, the visitors are our friends. (laughs) So those posters went up all over, right? And then the day before the airing of the TV show, uh, they went and spray painted V on all of the posters that were up. What an amazing social media campaign in a time where there was no social media to put that out. And then I was like, I didn't even know that. That was amazing. So when you watch the miniseries, you'll see the the posters of the visitors are our friends. And so that's what went up everywhere. And then, yeah, the day before they went and spray painted the V. V for victory. V V stands for victory as well. All right. Which is why as, as I was thinking of this in the UK, were you confused at first when everyone kept flashing the V, <laughs> the no, V signs to everyone? It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's a Churchill. It's a Churchill thing. He he would do That's the v, right. v for yeah. victory. Uh, I think originally Good. that comes from. Where did I read that? It's uh, uh, archers. Because apparently, if you were caught as an archer back in the olden days, they would cut your fingers off. They would cut off your so, fingers. So they yeah. would do that to kind of say they've still got their fingers. Um, yeah. Isn't that strange? So in the UK, instead of instead of showing your middle finger to tell someone to yeah. like flip him the bird or to F off, yes. you would you would put up yeah. your two middle fingers like, I can still get you. You didn't get me. I yeah, got my exactly. arrow fingers. You're dead yeah. later, sucker. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so that th- those were just interesting kind of little things that I wanted to, to, um, to point out just to really, again, bring home what this series did at a time. Yeah. Like, like you said, I had no idea, like knowing you and your, your sci-fi knowledge and, and your love, to know that it, if you think that this was monumental oh, to the huge, sci-fi, huge, yes. yeah, yeah, and yeah I, I think it really showed. Yeah, I think it might have got a bit overshadowed by the things that came later on. Uh, and sure. it was, I think, the first series and the and the second miniseries was strong. I think by the time it got to the in the UK, by the time it got to the TV series, it was shown late night on ITV, like a lot of things do, like the, like the the same sort of about eleven o'clock slot that. 
uh, War of the Worlds, the TV series, would get a bit, little bit I later on. I remember War of the Worlds. Uh, it was fun, I though. Remember. I, love, I remember that, yeah. It's, I kind of remember the, uh, the third series of War of the Worlds suddenly became like Apocalyptal. It was like for no reason at all. It moved on, like the action, yeah. like like another 20 years. And of course, in the, before, the, <laughs> before websites and internet, we didn't know why. <laughs> you know, it just was like, oh, yeah. just in the UK. Obviously, in America, it probably got explained, but not over here. Um but V, yeah, V was putting that thing. But I still loved it with a passion. I absolutely loved the series V. But it's a lot, probably a lot more uh, camper, perhaps than perhaps the original two miniseries are. But I definitely say go, go and rewatch it because I had a blast rewatching it. Oh. I've not seen it since broadcast, or certainly since mid '80s, and I absolutely loved it. I think it was great, great fun. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch all of it again. Like mm, I too. just. Yeah, me too. Me too, it, me too. It was like seeing old friends and yes. I cannot recommend this enough. If you are a sci-fi person, if you are a horror person, if you, this to me is just, it's the base for a lot of our genre loves. Yes. Like, yeah. So sure. please give it a go. Watch it. Uh, this is the longest actually we've ever talked about something, which bless our hearts. I love that we are like, blah, 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 blah. we love you so much. So let's let's get to the final question because I could keep talking about it all day. Same, uh, same. I know, I know. Bunny, now that we have discussed, uh, reopened our love, rekindled our love, uh, tell me where in the Ooh. hotel would you like to check in the the miniseries? I oh gosh, where would I put V the miniseries? That's a very good question. So, I think I tricky. would. It is tricky, actually. I mm-hmm, would like mm-hmm. to put it on the mantelpiece, uh, the poster of the the visitors are our friends with the V spray painted on it above the mantelpiece. Pride of place, uh, as a warning to the future, and a, and a hearkening back to the past, because uh, I think it is absolutely top tier television, and. Uh, I, that's where I'd like to put it. The mantelpiece in the, because we, in our lovely lounge, <laughs> where we have a real fireplace um, and, you know, a few soft chairs where we, we, we occasionally, myself and Alison, like to sit of a night in the horror motel telling ghost stories so we can look up and we can see relax. Relax. <laughs> And I love that, too, because I think by having it there, most people, as they're coming into the hotel, they will see it because it does need to be paid homage to at all times because it has done so much for so many genres and and so many of us. So I could not agree with you more. I love the idea of the poster being above the mantle. Uh, The visitors, I mean, they may not be our friends, but we secretly love them. Uh, um, So I'm so delighted we got to talk about this. Next week, I'm not going to give it away, but can mm. I say we are going to continue on mm. with our TV miniseries, our yes. kind of TV venture off a little bit? Um, do you want to do you want to give any indications? I, do you want to? Well, this is this is a very seminal one as well for me, but it, I'm, and we'll try and keep it down to under five hours because <laughs> we could quite easily talk for hours about the next one. But we will try. But it, it, it is very seminal, and uh, and one of my one of the greatest. Uh, franchises, uh, franchises, yeah, it's a franchise. It has spin-off shows yeah, uh, yeah. of of modern TV, I think. So it's 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 pretty huge. So uh, I love it very much. So we will find out next week on the Horror Motel. Mm-hmm.